Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a problem in Africa and a disagreement. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. I got into a a snafu with some people on Facebook a few months back, and it had to do with with the education in in my area. Now, obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and schools have been shut down, and there are large communities on both sides of the argument, argument being, should we send our kids back to school, should we not? And more specifically, should we require teachers to show up in person to do their job, or should we not? Now... I think there's plenty of ammunition on both sides, and I think there are, more importantly, very reasonable positions on both sides, not just people trying to get at the the person arguing against them, but there are plenty of people who genuinely have issues on both sides, and, and I understand that. Parents that are terrified, they see their kids dissolving into oblivion. I have a, I have a dear friend who, who is looking for a, a child psychologist for his seven-year-old daughter because she's losing her her marbles being at home. And you can't understand the pressure and anxiety these kids are going through, especially with parents. Parents are stressed out too, and they're home all day, and they see it, and it's ugly. But what happened is I got involved in this because I was doing um, podcasts with the Board of Education candidates that were running for, for office. And I was also interviewing parents and, and a couple moms that were involved in these the different sides of the argument. And all of a sudden, this I, I became um, somehow in, entrenched in this thing. And there was all kinds of misinformation going around Facebook. And all of a sudden, I start getting these horrible reviews on my little Facebook page and and these crappy reviews on my Apple podcast, on my Apple podcast channel. You can check them out. They're pretty funny. But the thing that was interesting is that I realized, I'm like, all right, look, I got to get off Facebook because this this is terrible. Because I started engaging with people on Facebook. I started arguing with them. And it was a bad, it was a bad call because it was like this, this communication is terrible, right? Like every, i talked about it at length. Everybody knows the way people communicate online is not is not effective and it's not it's not the best that we have to offer each other. And it's, and it's certainly not problem or excuse me, solution oriented. And so I did get off. I'm just like, look, cold turkey, I'm not going to I'm not going to log on and I w- hadn't been on for years and I deleted the app again and you know, that was that. I was off Facebook. But this really sinking sensation in my stomach. I had like the pit in my stomach. I was like, God, what are people saying though about me? Because there were people saying very disparaging things about me and I kind of had to come stand up and defend myself in the time I was on Facebook. And when I walked away, I was like, just because I'm walking away doesn't mean that they're going to stop saying bad things. It just means that I'm not going to have a voice in it. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I recently heard about an issue that's erupting in Africa and developing countries. Because what's happening is that cultures and communities and societies are being hijacked by the information put out on on social media platforms. That could be Instagram or Facebook or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. And... 
groups are being significantly damaged. In one example, this guy was talking about how a, a group of Muslims has come under attack, like horrendous attack in, in this area of Africa. And what's happening is that the, there are these actors on Facebook that are promoting these insane fabrications about all these terrible things that the Muslim community is doing. And these are confirmed fabrications, right? Like the, what I'm talking about is that there was, uh, there was a group, a community of, of Muslims living in Africa. And generally, like on an annual basis, there might be four or five kind of hate-oriented attacks on them. And all of a sudden, it shot up to, into the hundreds annually. And people were like, what is going on? How is this happening? And it came back to there was this social media campaign by some bad actors to to perpetrate this this kind of violence, to foment um, this, uh, this kind of civil unrest and get people angry and mobilized and going after, going after this group. And the emphasis in the story is, look, you don't have to be on Facebook or Instagram for Facebook or Instagram to hurt you. And it, it instantly hit me that that was exactly the concern that I've been having with walking away from Facebook. Because look, it's not it's not like when I left and stopped returning to the to the group chats or excuse me the the Facebook groups and and you know stopped posting on my little Facebook Facebook podcast page and and having these discussions. It's not like when I stopped doing that, all of a sudden everybody says, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Matt's not here. He's off limits. Let's let's stop talking about him." And they're like, oh, "Okay, that's fair." That didn't happen. It's not like that happens. People don't do that. And all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, if you're not participating in this thing, then you're vulnerable to it. You're vulnerable. It can still come after you. It can still damage you. And I've been thinking a lot about that. I've been thinking a lot about what I want to do or what I can do in order to actually address this and and not just the damage that Facebook does to me. I don't, it doesn't damage me that much. Let's be clear. It's not like people are coming for me, not yet anyway. But what I have realized is that my inclination to go onto Facebook, to log in and like scour Facebook and, you know, like get after all those people trolling me or talking trash about me, it it's not it's not going to help. It doesn't promote good conversation. It doesn't actually, nobody takes the time to understand what my positions are. Nobody takes the time to actually understand who I am or, or what my intentions are. there's no, there's no capacity within that medium to actually have that kind of dialogue and that kind of discovery and that kind of personal connection. Cause you're not talking to people, you're talking to nameless, faceless little, you know, words, right? Like the, the people on there, it's like, there was one person on there with this completely ridiculous, absurd name. It's like, well, I don't even know who you are. How am I talking to somebody? I don't even know who you are. And you obviously don't have the level of respect or care for this conversation to even show me your real name. And if you want to be anonymous, why should I even have any respect in the things you're saying? Like I'd, I'd way more respect you if you gave me your name and then said, hey, let's, 
you want to have it out in the town square? Let's meet in person. Let's go to the yogurt shack and stand in the parking lot in front of Primo's and have it out. And we'll have a we'll have an honorable discussion and everyone can see it. No, that's not what they do. So going on to Facebook to protect myself from Facebook is not not an option for me. And thinking about this a lot, I have realized the only way to combat horrendous speech in my life is with better speech in my life. Better speech in a way that can't be manipulated or bastardized. And that's what this podcast really is allowing me to do with a lot of people. A lot of people. I just had a fantastic interview with an incredible friend of mine who's been in law enforcement for almost 30 years and he's retiring. And it's a perfect example of how nuanced and complex and difficult it is to reduce a life experience, an entire career of law enforcement, the lessons learned, into like a Facebook post. We spoke last night for almost two hours. It's coming out this Saturday. It's, it's fantastic. But understanding what this guy has gone through, understanding the world he occupies and how difficult it is and how honorable and respectful he is, even in the face of, of having to make very difficult decisions, it's, it's something that's so much better than just doing anything possible on a social media platform. The Thin Blue Line or Black Lives Matter, like all of these, if you if you take people at their word that they really just care about people, that's fine. And, you know, when you have like the Blackout Tuesday or, you know, people posting Black Lives Matters, if if we really take them at their 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 base, which is, hey, they care about people and they care about people that have not been represented or, or cared for in the way that everyone deserves to be. That's great. And if we take the people who post the thin blue line American flag and, hey, we care about law enforcement and they have a horrible job and it's very dangerous and there's some people that aren't going to go home to their families tonight because they tried to keep us safe, that's that's honorable, right? But it doesn't actually change anyone's mind because the it's not speaking enough. It's not doing enough. It's a signal, and that's fine. You can signal. You can say, I stand by law enforcement. That's fine. But it's not helping the conversation. This, this podcast in my life, helps me and helps the conversation. Encouraging other people to have real conversations. Like in my classroom, I encourage students to get into discussions and I make sure everybody is heard. I make sure people don't interrupt. I make sure if there's somebody who's quiet and they take a shot and they venture out of their comfort zone and they engage into an argument, especially some of the more heated ones that I that I kind of prod people into, I make sure people are heard. And those, those things, having those discussions, real discussions, off of social media. That is the only protection any of us can have. You don't need a podcast. What you need to do is engage in real dialogue with people. And the more we do that, 
I think the more we'll be able to devalue the type of communication that happens on Facebook, on Instagram, on Nextdoor, on whatever, the more we can go in depth into deep and meaningful concepts and see each other as caring human beings, the better we will all end up being and the more disgusted we'll be with social media. If we don't start marching towards this and trying to engage in real face-to-face conversations with people, we will have no protection from social media when it inevitably comes for us. If you want to engage and promote a safer world, start talking to people and stop posting. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.